You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Crippled Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza. I am your disabled dick smith, and I am excited to bring sexuality and disability with you today. So get comfy, cozy, and crippled, hopefully naked, hopefully with a partner, or by yourself, whatever you want to do. And let's get the show started. One of the things that I love, absolutely love about doing this show is sitting down with people and talking about sex and disability. And recently I've been doing episodes where I talk to individuals who do not identify with disability and I, I talk to them about disability and I get them to ask questions and I get them to feel comfy and so I love doing stuff like that. So this is one of those episodes and I this the guests that I have on this show today are amazing and I want to tell you all about them. Today, I sit down with the host of the Do You Queer What I Queer podcast, which is a a gay queer politics, sort of politics adjacent, sort of queer whatever podcast run by two awesome people in the city of Toronto, Elliot and Tom. And I fell in love with them when they asked me to be on their show, Talking Sex and Disability. And then I, we recorded that at my place a few weeks ago, and when we were done, I was like, I want you on my show so, so much. How do I get you on my show? And they were like, sure, we'll come on. And what angle do you want us to tackle? And I said, let's just have a chat. Let's bring up sex and disability stuff. Let's, uh, let's just see what comes, and we'll go from there. And we had a really dirty, kind of tangential, hilarious chat. And we learned some things about disability, and they asked questions about stuff, and it was really fun, and I just want to share that with you. So that's pretty much what this interview is. You've probably heard me answer all the questions they asked before, but I love the way they did it. Their humor is infectious. We had such a good time, and it's really rare for me to sit down with a bunch of gay dudes and just, oh no, the vacuum guy is vacuuming right as I'm recording this. So I hope you don't hear the vacuum coming as I'm recording this, but here we go. So, uh, okay. 
I think the vacuum guy is done. But, uh, so they were really infectious. We had a really good time. It was super fun. And we just had a laugh. And it's really rare for me, like I was saying, it's really rare for me to sit down with just gay dudes and be gay and be in a gay space where I felt safe and comfortable. And this interview was one of the spaces where I got to do that and be a little bit more flamboyant, a little bit more more free in my queerness than I usually am. I know, right? You're like, Andrew, you're so, you're so upfront and you're so, like forward and direct how are you how could you be more free than you already are but in this case it was because I got to be with a bunch of queer dudes and just be that so it was really nice to do that so I want to share that with you so without further ado and no more rambling here's my interview with the do you queer what I queer hosts Elliot and Tom recorded in my studio apartment in Toronto right now on disability after dark Hello, hello! Welcome to a brand new episode of Disability After Dark. My name is Andrew Gerza. I'm, of course, your disabled Dick Smith. I am your host <laughs> for this episode, and I am so excited because I have in-studio guests. This is not a Skype, like, this is not a Skype session. This is not a Skype therapy moment. This is not any of that. I am, actually, I'm looking in their eyeballs right now, and I am so excited to introduce my guests to you. I'm sitting with the host of the do you queer what I queer? I almost said here. That's not what the show's called. <laughs> so I was on their show. We recorded an episode a couple of weeks ago, and I, the minute we were done recording, I literally emailed them back and said, "You need to return to my house. We need to do. You need. To, I need to have you on my show." So you've heard me. Ha- so I'm gonna stop rambling, and you guys can introduce yourselves. Hey. Hi. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey. Dick Smith. That's perfect. Isn't it the greatest? Yeah, it's like, And, like, it's perfect because you are such a dick smith. I mean... Do you know what I mean? Like, what is a dick smith? Have listening we... to... I have no idea, but I'm picturing, <laughs> like, a dick monger in my head. Like, listening to you talk about dicks and, like, your passion for dicks. I really like, enjoy if them. If anyone wants, should be a dick smith, I think it should be you. So that's Can why, I like, just say the image that I get in my mind is, like, a medieval, like, blacksmith shop, and people <gasps> come in and they're like, we need this perfect dildo. Like, my ass is shaped like this and this. And you're like, you say no more, got it. Yeah. And then we see, like, maybe it's a montage of you, like, hammering as an anvil and there's right. sparks and then like you have the perfect dildo ready if and I, I see him as like a like literally a monger so he has like a whole like <laughs> like wet fish but they're like wet dicks oh. that oh, he yeah. sort of just like like throws out to the masses <laughs> like he's like the like ring ringmaster that's perfect that was dicks. an amazing introduction everyone listening has no clue who you are correct correct so, so we'll- introduce yourselves please <laughs> okay sorry my name is Tom and I'm one of the hosts uh, and one of the producers of Do You Queer What I Queer, a Toronto-based uh, queer, DIY, queer politics, grab bag, shitstorm podcast. amazingness. And beside sure. me here is my lovely I'm co-host. Faggot number two. My name's Elliot. <laughs> uh, Tom and I consist of um, one dumb faggot together separately, mm-hmm. <laughs> just dumber faggots. So yeah. that's all you really need to know about. I pictured wow. both of our faces on the Dumb and Dumber yeah. like DVD cover, <laughs> or like milk cartons, but instead of a missing child, it's just like dumb faggot, watch right. out. And instead oh. of milk, is filled with semen. <laughs> yeah, totally. Content warning: um, <laughs> We're gonna say a lot of words that uh, that are super offensive because we're reclaiming them. Just like I call myself a queer cripple, they're reclaiming faggots. So deal with it, y'all. <laughs> Thanks um, for that. Thank you. Uh, uh, and I, what I love about doing this is because, like I said five seconds ago in my fucked up intro, um, I they were I was on their show like three weeks ago, and I literally we were done, and I was like, I need them both back. We had so much fun recording that episode. You've heard me do episodes like this before, where I've had guests and I've, I've let them come on and ask me anything about 
Sex and Disability. I had the Wine and Crime Girls do that a few months ago, and I was like, you know what? I want gay men to come on and ask me things because the queer experience is a little bit different, and I felt like it was important for us to just hang out and just have a chat and let them, you know, and they're really, as you'll hear, they're very outspoken and don't give a fuck what you think. So that's why I wanted to have them on because they're not going to be like, oh no, how do I ask you this without being afraid? They're going to be like, hey, well, how the fuck do you do this? So, <laughs> tell me. And so that's what I wanted. So that's what this episode is going to be. We're just going to have a chat and we're going to get in there. All yeah, about, we're going to go into some crevices. We're gonna, yeah. Wow, yeah. whose crevices? My, <laughs> whose cripple crevices are well, you getting anyway, into? I'm a crevice monger. We're so. going to start with Jeremy over here. Jeremy's oh, got Jeremy. great crevices. No one knows. I haven't right, talked about Jeremy in the show. Jeremy, okay, so so we're looking at my, okay, my mom, as you know, go back to episode 65 and listen to us talk about things. She asked me a few months ago, she has had a mannequin in her house just hanging out. And she was like, do you want it in your house, Andrew? And I was like, uh, first I was like, well, that's weird, but also sure. <laughs> so I said yes. And so then another one of my friends like dressed him up to look like a sexy queer cop. Yeah. He's currently wearing a blue crop top and some... He's some, very like supple, shiny yeah. skin. Like. So he's standing outside and he's standing like at my window. And every time I come in or out of my room, I'm afraid of him. He also has a cod piece on. He does have a cod piece. His, yeah, his skin is silky smooth. He has a bulge the size of like a beached whale. He also has a baton and handcuffs. And I just want to bend over and put it in my ass. Like, oh, wow. Just, like, me too. You yeah. know, it's beckoning. Like I would like to be arrested all of a sudden. Yeah, me too. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's unfortunate that he's not in a wheelchair because I was going to make him the, mm. the, the podcast mascot. But then I was like, he hasn't, he might have invisible disabilities. That could be true. Right. But he doesn't, he's not a wheelchair user. So I was like, well, that doesn't really. Well, I wonder if we can't fashion him to be one. Or he could be like. You, I don't like, think these mannequins sit though. This is no. what, I don't think it's, is it possible? I mean, I think. What if Jeremy. Anything's possible. What if Jeremy embodied like the ableist, like heteropatriarchy. Well, he, I mean, he is dressed as a cop, so he couldn't, he could Well, he has a fabulous boa on. He could embody, like, the the ableist (coughs) shitty policing in Toronto. I mean, I mean. Well, then we should throw him out the window. Yeah, I mean, if we're, we we are right close to 51 Division in Mm. Toronto where things go down. But that's not this podcast. (laughs) So this is what happened last time. We have so much fun that we just end up doing mini spinoff podcasts that have nothing. Yeah. Last time on their show, I proposed that we start a Murder, She Wrote rewatch podcast. And Mm -hmm. I really, now that I'm sitting with both of you again, I really, truly want Mm -hmm. it to happen. I'm not doing it unless Jeremy's involved. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Jeremy can totally be loved. I want it as well, but I've also never seen it, so it'll be a watch. That's why it's amazing. Yeah, and I've only seen it since I was four, and I do know that RuPaul loves Murder She Wrote. That's I mean, I'm rewatching it, and it's ridiculous. So your genuine reactions will make the show that much more awesome. So excited! Yeah. Back to this for a second. I wanted to say when you introduced us that so Tom and I are gonna be for this episode. um, We're gonna be like the cis gay white ableist nonsense men that populate the village so just toronto so just toronto yeah. and and likely just i mean well, you also i mean that's true and i'm glad about that but also like what i like about that is that there are so many people with so much privilege that are afraid to ask these questions mm-hmm. and this is me opening up kind of myself being like go ahead ask because like the fear that we have means that we don't because because we don't ask people and we don't ask politely either we just and if we do ask it's really rude so because we don't ask, all these assumptions get thrown around. And, and 
anybody who listens to my show, I've probably answered these a bunch of times before, but it's nice to have different people ask and genuinely want to know. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. That's really important. It's something that we try to do with our show as well as just the idea that people are especially like these days too afraid to say slash ask anything um, and we're, it's not going to move forward. And like, you need to be okay with yeah. the lashback. Obviously, you need to be okay with correcting negative behavior, toxic behavior, but no one's ever going to know that, right? Right. Yeah. It should be said, I'm sure that this is very clear, but like, you shouldn't go around and asking these questions to, you know, no, anyone like, that you just see on the street. Like, don't run around. Particular, yeah. Like we set this up too because <laughs> yeah. we, after we recorded, we built a trust, and there was like an immediate, like, oh, you're cool, it'll be fine, like, no big deal. And yeah, don't run around the street if you see a disabled person, anything <laughs> that is about to be asked right now, don't shout it out to the world because that's inappropriate. Also, if you unless must, that person wants you to, yeah, then fucking do it. If you're in a dungeon space and you want to ask some of these questions, I support you. If you're about to get your dick sucked by a person and you want to ask these questions, I support you. If you're about to have a disabled person suck your dick and you want to ask these questions with a little bit more consent, I still support you. <laughs> but um, so let's get to it, friends. Boop, boop. Tom, you, you said you don't like the order of my questions, and I'm very upset. So why don't well, you go ahead and oh, ask? Hold on. Like, that was supposed to be behind the scenes, like, thing. Jeremy, can you edit that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, since when did Jeremy become a zip recruiter? Like, I didn't realize we were hiring him. I don't have the money to put him on the payroll. I already paid for Dick. What the fuck? Put him to work. Can we? I was thinking a, a neat way of starting what, like, can you tell us about your first sexual experience that's a rough one uh yeah my first sexual experience i was 19 i had just moved to college i wanted to have my dick sucked every day all day because i was 19 and sex was real and i was away from home and i could do that so i met this dude online and i've recounted this story before so if anybody has heard this give ahead whatever i don't care deal with it um but it's been over a year so i'm allowed to say whatever i want uh, so yeah, I was at college. I went on gay.com. Do you remember gay.com? Are you too young for gay.com? Oh, I fuck, you're both too, too young, young for gay.com? I think I probably just, I think I just missed the boat Ew! <laughs> okay, fine. So there was a website, which is the thing before an app existed. I know you might not know what that is, because you're both children. Um, you go on the website, it was gay.com, and I went on there, and I was looking for anybody. Pretty much, I did not discriminate. Anybody who would suck my dick, I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So I found this dude who was 31, I was 19, and 31 when you're 19 is like old. So I was like... Uh-oh, is it? He was, I mean, I thought it was when I was 19. So I wanted this dude to come over, he was super hot, and so he came over, and we did the thing. I came in three seconds because I'd never been in touch before, and I lied, he was like, you had sex before, right? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course I have. He touched me and I blew everywhere. Uh-huh. And then um, when we were when we he helped me come again because I guess he was like feeling generous that afternoon or something. And so I came again and I thought because we had come together we were in love. And so I very foolishly said, "Let's go to a movie. Let's hang out. Let's be like best friends." And he was like, "You see a wheelchair in the corner of the room there?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Well, I just came back because I felt bad for you." I just wanted to... You're just a pity fuck. And I... You said those words yeah, out loud. <laughs> those words out loud to my face as I'm naked with my body, with my naked body on his naked body. This is what he said. So I 
played it cool and swallowed my sadness deep, deep down and said, okay, cool, um, put, put me back on my chair. Maybe you should go now. And I didn't eat for like three days. And I was like in my room in sadness. So yeah, my first time was a clusterfuck of emotions. Holy fuck. Well, people who are that shitty don't age well. So you know that he's somewhere decrepit and gross and that's fine, right? Or like, he's beautiful and like making porn somewhere in Ottawa. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I just like, I just go with the idea. Like you see how problematic white women age and it's not well. <laughs> so that's I mean, what real housewives of anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a good chance that like he left, felt fucking terrible had a change of heart, and is a better person now? I mean, I saw him online a couple years after that, and he was still looking for the D, like a big douche nozzle. So like, okay, okay. <laughs> I do love I a good douche know. nozzle. Well, I should listen to the uh, Dick Smith episode, here, the so. di- I mean, I am the Dick Smith, episode 31. <laughs> if you want me to go into a detailed account of how sad it was, I, I break it down. Uh, all right, that fucking sucks. So yeah, my first time was horrible. And it was it was extra sad because I had fantasies of it being like this like special yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that stupid hetero cis normative bullshit right, we're yeah. fed as kids. Like I wanted to be special. Now I like So what did you have so what was your first good experience? When was the first time that you felt like empowered by Tell me sexuality? has it happened yet? I don't I mean well no. Really one of the first times that I was empowered is when I started hiring sex workers and mm-hmm. I started paying them for their time and saying, I'm choosing you, I'm literally choosing you, I'm putting my money down to be with you, this is what I want. So that's when I started feeling empowered. It wasn't done out of some sort of obligation or, or favor, it was like, no, 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 this is what I want. And I really started feeling empowered when I got to do a couple sessions with sex workers that I got to know. We, get to, we got to build a, not a relationship, but a working relationship where like we were could be friendly and laugh and joke around and play. And so like, that that's, Really, it's taken me all this time to feel actually empowered in the sex I have. Other than that, other than that, I haven't really felt sexually empowered because gay men are trash. Trash, <laughs> trash. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I smell like garbage. Um, what is your biggest turn on? Maybe that's a good place to go from there. My mm. biggest turn on. I, went, I love how you went from my saddest moment to like the the highest high. You're like, go. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't fishing for your saddest moment, by the by. We, but that's what it was, <laughs> yeah. right there. Also, it's very much the flavor of us. So yeah. I Amazing. No, no, I've, I've heard your show. I know, I, I know the highs and lows of, I know how it's done. Um, my biggest turn on, that's a good question. It's changed as I got older. Like, the other day, I was with somebody, and they were feeding me M&Ms, and we just were making out, and that was hot, and, like... I love that. It was... That's so different than what I... The the 19-year-old me would have said, I want to suck all the dicks, and, like, that time we did this, we made out here, was really hot, but, like, as I get older, I'm like, I just... I don't want to do anything. Can we just watch Netflix, and maybe he touches his dicks and see what happens? Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like anticipation sometimes is much more... As I get older, it's much more a turn-on than... Um, totally. Then, like, all these things. And also, like, I think, too, a biggest turn on for me now is somebody that can joke about the fact that I'm disabled and play with that with me. Mm-hmm. If you play with that with me, it makes me so hard because I'm like, you, good, you see that it's not something to be really afraid of. If we can laugh at it together, then I'll make the dick sucking that much more enjoyable. And th- so that's a big turn on for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned M&M's. So is, like, food play a kink of yours? Am I to imply that? I mean... Uh, it would just be messy as fuck. <laughs> and I can't feed myself, so somebody would have to feed me. So, I mean, I guess it could be. It could be. And I always make the joke that don't take away my plastic straws because then I can show you my sucking ability. So, mm-hmm. like, don't 
I don't care about the sea turtles. I can suck your dick. Let me have my straw. Uh-huh. So, so I mean, it could be. I've never really played with food too much, but it's something that I'm always. I would love to play with more. So, like, if you want to bring over some food next time, let's <laughs> figure it out. I don't know. Well, like a turkey or yeah. <laughs> I spend so much money on on like dildos and shit, but like, what about a nice big carrot? You or, know like, what? Zucchinis yeah. grow pretty There big. is a chocolate dildo in the UK that you Ooh. can fill with cream and bite into it. Okay. Wait. I don't know who it's by, but I remember seeing it a couple years ago and falling in love with it. Wouldn't it melt in your ass, or are you not supposed to put it in your ass? I don't know. Elliot, you just want to put everything in your ass. I I mean... But like, but that's uh, the thing. I'm okay with that. What are we doing after this recording? How does that work? <laughs> Did you order the chocolate dildo? That's the question. I can get that's it shipped of... overnight. <laughs> Jeremy has it. Express ship. Get one of those drones. Yeah, that's just right. Just drop it down. Just drop it down. Okay, I don't well, want to kink shame anybody, but I, I don't like food involved. Yeah, I'm, just, not... I'm too. Yeah, because what? Because of the like, why? I guess because uh, it's messy. I mean, see what, what I like about food as a disabled person is that. My life as a disabled person is already messy. Yeah. So, like, if we make a mess together with food, then it's, like, not a big deal. If, like, something disabled happens and, like, I make a mess and I drop something on the floor, then it's uh-huh. like a playful, like, oh, I had a spasm and I dropped all this stuff there. Like, oops. Let's yeah, turn, yeah, okay. I like, get let's it. turn into a sexy moment. But I understand, like, the bacteria issue of, like, putting <laughs> food in places. But I'm with you there. I had a friend who had, like, full meals during sex. Like, I'm talking, like, Caesar salad. <laughs> what? And, like, lasagna. Like, things like that. I mean, I did an episode recently where I talk about how, like, I want somebody to feed me things and make that sexy. Like, that's hot. But I don't know if I want to have full meals <laughs> as I want to go down on your dick. Like, that's, I'm not, like I want to. Garlic uh, bread. Like, I know. I want to focus on your dick, not the garlic bread. Like, yeah, see, you're just I, eating ham. It puts another, like, connotation to pig play. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. God. Oh, no. I think that's my thing that was, like, the food for me would, like, distract from, like the many various genitalia that I'd want near my face. Like it's just like it's maybe like stimuli, the many various genitalia stimuli overload. And also when I eat, I get really tired. So like you know, I mean, as a starfish bottom, you're you're fine with I, that. What is I that? I resent that. What is that? Endlessly. He's, it's someone who just lays there in a starfish position. That's me. That's <laughs> I'm a dead fucking turtle. Is what I am. So we're we're, we're the next of kin. I'm starfish, a starfish. Starfish. I'm a dead turtle because I'm on my back and I can't move. Like it's amazing. I, that's so we'll be best friends. It's fine. Do you rock back and forth? Actually, yes. On the dick, perfect. So, I mean, perfect. No, they rock back on my dick. I'm a power chair top. That's what. I've a decided. power chair top. Yeah, fucking amazing. Well, yeah. I was gonna ask you to describe the flavor top. of ass, but I guess is it? Uh, do you the not eat ass? Flavor. Have, do you not eat ass? Oh, I eat ass. I was. That's why I was like, why are you asking me the flavor? Like, what's your favorite flavor? Oh, yeah. Um. That's a bit of a confusing That's question, Elliot. It is confusing. Qu- what are we talking about, like? Well, like, okay, so sorry. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I get it. But <laughs> and also, eating ass is a really accessible sex act. So yes, I'm here for it. I will answer the question. Beautiful. It's my favorite sex act, personally. The reason, yeah. So the reason I brought it up is because we were recording Tom and I recently for our podcast, and we had the idea, like, what if there was like a flavor chart of ass, like you know how like with coffee beans or like um, wine. Like wine. It's, like, are we talking about like? Like the hair colors, or like no, no, it's like it's like an oaky finish. Like with the like, taste, like there's like, I mean? oh, this one's a little metallic. So like a wine chart for ass. cherry. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and I also like the different like like color swatches of assholes. Like this one's like a a light peach, and like <laughs> this this other one is like a a Colombian gray. Well, you the know, next time like someone sits in my face, I'm gonna have to really look at, because when they're coming down in your face, you don't, you're not. 
necessarily looking at the color fonts of the. Are you, I mean, obviously you two are now, <laughs> but I don't generally. I'm like, okay, I gotta make sure I breathe right. here. Like, take a breath and but, go. <laughs> I just have like a paint. Just be take fine note of, of those sentences. The oaky next time finish. Maybe, yeah. But I will <laughs> say a ginger ass is like just no? I'm gonna I'm mad I've never tried ginger ass. I I feel like I've missed out I mean, thoroughly. Ginger ass is like I also like, never had ginger ass. So. That is a it is a treat. Yeah. <sighs> it is Does like it a, taste like ginger as in like the root? Well ginger I think ginger men taste their sweat tastes magical in mm. a way that I can't really describe. Like haggis? S- like I mean, no, just like mainly, like I'm, gonna, I'm sweating on you now. Oh, it's right. fucking yeah. hot. And so it's it's kind of like that. So yeah, do, I would. Do their ass hairs like are they like red? Yeah, yeah mm. which is adorable when you're going in there to like suck an asshole. Does it remind you of Ronald Ronald McDonald or anything? <sighs> Tom loves ruining things. Tom loves ruining. You just <laughs> destroyed that whole <laughs> that whole thing. thread is finished. <laughs> well, I picture it like a golden forest. Like, I was there with you on that journey. It was I beautiful. Mean, we were together in there. Yeah, you just, like, put your face in, like, golden, wispy willows. And the, I'm sorry, you guys. And, I mean, the, the ginger taints are amazing. Like, they, that should be a snack. It should mm, be a gay I snack food. Ginger taint? Ginger taint. Yeah, we can add it to the menu. My partner I mean, loves when I lick his taint, so I do a lot of taint licking. Because, like, when we first started, I would, like, go for, like, the ass or the dick. But then, like, when he got more comfortable with me, it was like, you should lick all under my taint and balls. And, like, I guess it's not so much an erogenous zone for me, but some people really love... Oh, it's I just, love doing that. Like, yeah, that's my yeah. favorite place to I also go. love doing that because yeah. I've noticed that as a disabled person, sucking dick can be challenging at times. Yeah. Because, like, I can't get all the angles to suck the dick the right way, but yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. taint or, like, a ball sack is easy you because... You just put your face... You don't have to yeah. do it yet. You yeah, yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah. So it's actually a really super accessible, like, sex act. P.S. Anybody listening, if you were wondering about the most accessible sex acts, if you haven't turned it's off the show yet, taint sucking, and it might also be the title of this episode. I don't know yet. It needs to be shirts. You need to make shirts that say that. Please. Amazing. Taint sucking, colon, the most accessible sex act. Taint sucking, power tubs. And also, I want to like, query, slash, I should pay more attention query. to like, the, the taste of taint and the taste of whole are different like, tastes. they're like siblings. Two very different things. They're like siblings, Similar. but different, right? It's so like it's those. like. Those candy boxes, you know those like those like you know what I'm talking about? Those artisanal chocolates. That yes, you get. yeah, yeah. You yeah. get the flavor those, like, like chart. Those, the, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, this but, one's a bit like nutty, like hazelnutty, or like you know what I mean. And if the if the person you're fucking has sweat that day, it changes it entire the whole the right. flavor palette changes right. entirely. Uh, perhaps Absolutely. some parmesan. <gasps> Can we start a show that's just <laughs> yes, us yes, rating? Yes. yes. I'm so down for that. Absolutely has to happen. It could maybe also be a cooking show. We could make a meal that emulates the <gasps> oh, taste. Oh, that's a good idea. Inspired by really eating this and idea. And then you make a meal inspired by it. And then feed it to you after oh, for yeah. a king cast. It's perfect. So there for that. perfect. <laughs> Jeremy, you can't come. Yeah, no, Jeremy's well, not Well, he can't come because his dick doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, so serious question, yeah, sort of. Yeah, ready. Um... Like, what's the biggest ableist misconception about your sex life? My sex life? That I'm a passive partner. Mm-hmm. I I love to be involved in the sex I'm having with the person. Like, I like to get... And I can't move a lot. Like I said, I'm a dead turtle. So, like, I can't do much of the moving. But I like to, like, grab and touch and play. And I like to... I also am really good at demanding the person... I'm like, come over here and, and put your this here Uh put uh your junk on my face Mm -hmm. so I can do the thing to you like I have no problem demanding that because I know I can't move so I have to be much more vocal about what I want Yeah. so the the idea that because I'm in a wheelchair I'm a passive partner is just 
wrong. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time. Or the assumption that my genitals don't work. and Or the assumption that because my genitals don't work, they do work. But if, because somebody sees me in a chair and assumes they don't work, that therefore I don't want to have sex. Like, fuck right off. Why? And people ask me all the time, like, in public spaces, hey, do, do you drunk work? Oh, what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, if I'm out, if I'm out, like, I was in an elevator a couple years ago waiting for somebody. And this guy was waiting for the elevator. And we get in there and he goes, so, like, does your junk work? And I was like, I don't understand why you thought it was appropriate right now to ask me this. Why would that ever be okay? And also, I'm not answering you. Like, I just stayed yeah. quiet and played and played kind of silly because I was like, I'm not answering you. Mm-hmm. I'm not answering you. So, all these ableist assumptions that I can't have sex or I don't want to have sex is just wrong. And, like, I, as I've said many times on the show, I, I love sex and I'm not going to be deprived of it because someone's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why working with sex workers is great because they know how to provide a service that I, where I get what I want and they get what they need. And like, I think it's such a great thing because dealing with guys on Grindr, I just can't. I just, yeah. like, no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Um, I have a question, kind of follow up to that. I have a friend who works on consent and sex and disability yeah. and queerness altogether, kind of. Who are they? Do we know each other? Um, shout out to Hannah. She's fucking amazing. She's one of the people who tweeted at both of us and made the crossover episode happen. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Hey, yeah. Hannah, what up? Um, and I'm just wondering, like, in terms of ableist misconceptions, is there any sort of misconception about your ability to give consent or like consent and sex and disability? Oh yeah, there's, an, there's an idea that because I'm allowing you to have sex with me, that therefore whatever you want to do is okay. Mm. And I can't, because I'm because you're able body, whatever you decide we're doing is what's gonna happen, and that's just not that just isn't fair. Because if I if I say no, mm-hmm. or if you say no, both of us have to stop. Absolutely. And there's also the misconception that that no means no, and that's it. And if I say like it's it's a privilege to be in my bed, then you should be fucking bowing down to me because I'm a queen. Mm-hmm. And you, like if I say yes to you, suck my dick. Like you, it's. It's a big deal, and you should remember it and cherish it for the rest of your life. Because my taint flavor, you're never gonna get that anywhere else. <laughs> I want to make you those like steel cut signs that hangs on your bedroom in a month, door. I expect a t-shirt from you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Just like a sign with everything you just said on your bedroom door, <laughs> and then bottom signed a motherfucking dick smith. A yeah. dick smith. Just yeah. the goddamn dick smith. That's I am a dick smith. Just yeah. this taint flavor. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, okay, what's your favorite sex story of all time? My favorite sex story... Oh, there are, uh, there are a few. But my favorite sex story of all time, and I've mentioned this before. So again, if you've heard this before and you don't want to hear this, skip ahead. I no, listen again. Yeah, listen, listen again because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Also, if you're new here, hi! I'm about <laughs> to tell you all about my sex stories. Amazing. Um, my favorite sex story is I met this guy from London when I was in university. He was from London, UK. So immediately I was like, I don't care what you look like. You have an accent and you're coming over. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, come over. Tom, can you do a London accent really fast? No. Oh, can you try? Damn it, please. No, please. No, I can't really do accents, mate. I'm just here to talk yeah, to we my have, Canadian accent. We need to go have sex after we're done recording. <laughs> I have a brand new bed. It'll be great. It's fine. And I can teach you all the things we're just talking about. It's all right. With consent, of course. <laughs> Report back the taint flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweet wow. it out. I'll tweet out the taint. Please, please, please. So, so I met this guy from the UK, and he, I'm not going to name his name, but he's, he was a sweetheart. So he comes, I met him on that website that you guys don't know because you're too fucking young. So he comes over. I've heard of it. And he's, 
he comes over and he starts talking like Hugh Grant in all those bumbly romantic movies. Mm. And I was like, my pants are down. I'm ready. Let us begin. Did he put the knot in your hill? Oh, fucking right he did. You mean Notting Hill? <laughs> that was, you tried really hard. That was really. I was like, it doesn't work, but I get it. But also, it's such a fail. He put the joystick in my wheelchair. I okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Fuck. All right, all right. Did he put the um, no. no. Um, so he comes over. We have sex. His about in a boy? Nailed it. <laughs> we have sex. We're done. I'm in dead turtle position, like, basking in the fact that I just slept with my first foreigner. Oh, that sounds horrible. But it's true. He was, a, he was a foreigner. And I slept with him, and it was great. And so we did the thing. And he goes, oh, I'm going to go have a pee. I'll be right back. So he, like, he goes. And went to the loo. Yeah, he went to the loo, which was like a. To have a wee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To the loo to have a wee. <laughs> and then. I was making him a spot of tea. No, no. <laughs> I was in bed on my on my back, um, waiting for him to return. So he, I don't know if you remember dorms, but there was my bedroom, my roommate's bedroom, and a bathroom and a common kitchen. Okay. Did you, did you either of you ever have the experience? Uh, I never had it, but I've I've been in. I had a dorm, but it wasn't like that. But. So I was in a fancy dorm. I was fancy in like the dorm. disability dorm, which mm-hmm. is a little bit bigger and more fancy. So it was kind of apartment style. So it was my room, my roommate's room, a common kitchen, a common bathroom. So he closed the door behind him <gasps> as he went to pee. And he's naked, okay? Oh, and I'm naked. And I, I didn't have my that. phone or any way of communicating with any of the staff because I'm fucking a dude. So I'm not calling anybody. Mm-hmm. So I have no way of getting a hold of anybody. He comes back from his pee. He knocks on the door, realizing the door is locked. Oh. And he's naked, and my roommate's not home, and nobody's home. Oh, and oh, holy fuck. He's got no towels. He's not at all dressed, because we're going to fuck again, right? And so he goes, oi, can you let me in? And I said, no, I can't. I'm already starting to laugh, because I knew what was wrong. And so I said, okay, there's linens in my kitchen. Like, grab a pair of linens, knock on my neighbor's door, cause my, and the neighbor was a friend of mine. Knock on their door, tell them, like, just tell them that you got locked out. You're a friend of mine. Like, they'll, they'll figure out what's happening. Just tell them that. So he... The guy does, and his my friend's not home. His roommate is home and doesn't understand when there's a naked man in the hallway. So out of fear, he calls campus security. And campus security is like the straightest, gingeriest, hottest guy. Fuck yeah. Like he was beautiful, and I always wanted to fuck him, but he didn't know I was gay, so I was, I was trying to be like mask for mask with him all the time. <laughs> hey, and bro. I, I'd always be like, hey, bro, and i give him like a weird head nod uh-huh, thing, uh-huh. which is like gay code, which is, yeah, which is gay code for like, I want to have sex with you, but I'm going to pretend like I'm a straight bro. We've all been there. 15 yeah. years of my life. Yeah. yeah. So I did that all the time. And then, so he rushes up into my place. He sees the random stranger with the linens and the erection in the hallway and like busts through my door and goes, looks at me, my dick's out. I couldn't get a pillow fast enough because I couldn't reach because I'm in dead turtle and I can't reach any of my mm. so I couldn't get the, the mm. covers over me I had a giant erection because I just came all over this dude's face and then the the security guard walks in and goes oh oh that's what you were doing oh have a good God. night boys and he like winked and I was like oh fuck well that's embarrassing and so the guy and the guy was a sweetheart we just laughed off and I think we made out a few more times and then he just he like left but I love that story because that story would only happen because I was disabled and it could only happen. Because if you were yeah. able-bodied, you would just get up and open the door and everything would be fine and it would be done. But because I couldn't move, like it's a really funny story about like, what do you do when you can't? That is fucking hilarious. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> like I've told it a thousand times on like different shows. I love it so much because it's like, 
it would only happen to me. And it's a story, like, I still talk to the guy. I have him on all my social media. We still chat. And every now and then I'll bring it up and be like, do you remember that time that that happened? Like, I told that again today. It's hilarious. It's just great. I love it. I'm mad the security guard left, though. I feel like he should have yeah, joined it in. It could have been an awesome threesome yeah. moment. Hey, uh, security guard, I don't remember your name, but I was so into you back in 05. Hey! Drop a lot. Listen, 05 ginger security. Get it together. Please. I mean, wherever you are in the world, let's go. My taint tastes amazing. <laughs> I'm just having very much, like, because of, like, London boy, and we're talking about, like, food sex. Like, now I'm just picturing making tea in an asshole and drinking it out of it. Right. And, like, I'm now wondering if that's something that, like, should happen at some point. You know what with I mean? With us or just generally in, in the general world. or with us yeah like we do should you think like, your figure... asshole is big enough to make tea in i have a butt plug that could stretch it large enough first probably mm, to then make i tea. mean do you think your loins are hot enough to boil the water too oh that's really upsetting possibly i feel like also that would go into some weird ableist abuse of territory that i'm not quite ready for <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's also possible yeah yeah, yeah yeah just gonna throw that out there some territory we should just back up from yeah not back sure. up that's weak, weak puns. But all if day. you want me to suck the tea out of your assholes one time, just let me. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, here's Ooh, my that little. Tea is hot. Here's my little handle. Here's my spout. Is that how it goes? Put me over yeah. and suck me out. Yeah. Oh you. wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the nursery rhyme, right? That's word yeah, for I mean, word. That's yeah. what uh. we used to say to children. <laughs> Got some bangers and mash over here. Oh Jesus Christ. Wow, um. So we know your biggest turn on, or one of your turn ons. What is your biggest turn off in sex? Uh, my biggest turn off in sex is. Is I think, and I don't think this is a disability thing. I think this is just a general sex thing. Don't ask somebody when if they're done when they're not done. Don't like speed it up. Just let it be what it is. Don't put pressure on them to just to do anything. Just let it be. And I find that a lot of a lot of queer men that I've slept with are like, "Are we finished? When are you gonna come yet? Are you gonna come?" Like, well, I was. If you would stop telling me that I have to, maybe I would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I have a partner with anxiety, so. When he asks if I'm going to come, I know it's because it's a time-related issue. But I do definitely, I do definitely agree with that. It, there's something to like just letting it happen organically. Um, but then also, when I ask people if they're going to come, it's my anxiety where like, like I want to come with you, and I'm scared I'm going to come too soon. I have never come with a partner, and then it's like a dream of mine to come with a partner. I usually always come first, or I don't come at all, or they, come, and it's just fine. I don't care. But I also like, I want to come with somebody because I don't know what that feels like. That would be a first for me, and it would be, I would love it. Dick, dick on dick coming is great. You should try it. Like two dicks jerking off both at the same time. Come together. Wow. Right now. The Beatles version, not the creepy pedophilic Michael Jackson version. Oh, oh. oh please, yes, the Beatles version. Because, yeah, for the love of God, I mean, let's ignore the other one ever happened. <laughs> let's ignore that he ever happened. Oh, have you seen uh, Leaving Neverland? Yep, did. Uh, Can't even talk about it because it makes my heart hurt. Me too. Ruined. Ruined. I don't want to watch yeah. it, but I have to. You absolutely you have, have to. You have to, because it. it's yeah, like a no. painful two hours of like, what the fuck? Do you use any like um, sex toys? I do. I have used some sex toys. Some, A lot of them are not accessible to me because they're not built with the disabled body in mind. Uh, I, My sister and I, though, we are building the first line of sex toys <gasps> for disabled people, and we're working on that right now. Oh, and my God. So we're waiting for funding um, to get that going. And if anybody wants to donate to that, go to deliciouslydisabled.ca and click on donate and give us money to make that go. Thanks, That's everybody. That's awesome. And that was not a setup question. No, that really wasn't. <laughs> please please keep us posted, though, and we'll yeah. advertise as much as we can on our podcast oh, yeah, yeah. and platforms. Amazing. That'd be great. And crowdsource. Um, this, this next question I want to ask, and if we've... Uh, whatever. 
Is there anything you wish people would stop asking you? <laughs> Does your dick work? Right, yeah. How do you have sex? Can you, like, all the basic rudimentary questions? Because, like, I feel like when people ask, how do you have sex? It also implies, like, you don't think I'm a person. Right. Like, you don't think that I've figured out a way to do it that isn't the way you do it or mm-hmm. is the way you do it. Like, you really think I'm another species. When you ask, like, how do you have sex? You really think that I'm, like, not on the same level as you in some capacity. And, yeah, I'm not on the same level. I'm, I'm better than you. So, like, I definitely am. An, I'm kidding. Don't send me hate letters about how no one's better than anybody. It's a joke. He's, uh, I'm not kidding. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not sorry. certain that, I'm not certain that this you is a joke. You can send that hate mail my way. <laughs> now you need a Dick Smith crown. That's do you queer at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we would love to field some hate mail. Really. Sure, we sure, don't get sure. Send all your hate mail to them. They will send you <laughs> sassy. But no, because I, I made a joke on Facebook the other day that, like, I'm disabled and I'm better than you. And then I put my disabled people that are hot hashtag in there as a, as a total, like, I was just kidding. And I swear to you, five people wrote me on Facebook and were like, you're canceled. I can't believe that you would use your activism to, to like, elevate yourself over someone else. It's like, I'm not doing that. I'm still in poverty. I'm still poor. Do you like, not understand satire? Like, like just stop I'm it. still disabled. Like, yeah. I'm not, I am not above anyone. I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. Very, very irritating. Those people, you can email us at doyouclear at gmail.com. <laughs> Done. Done. Amazing. And then come on and fight with us. Jesus. Um, okay, well, I want to know. This question This question we may have already possibly explored, um, but what's one kink you think you might slash could have, but you haven't explored it yet? <laughs> or like like a kink on the horizon, possibly. Oh, a horizontal kink. Yes. No. I'd love to have sex in my sling. Oh. Like I have a... I have a a transfer sling that I transfer in and I've talked about having sex in it before but I've never actually had sex in it and I would just I'd love to just figure out a way to fuck somebody when I'm in it yeah to like top from the bottom so I'd love to and but kink that I'm in like actual kink that I'm into that I want to try more I don't I don't know like I'm pretty vanilla and I don't mean that in a bad way like I just like mm-hmm. I'm a really as I get older I'm like just let's watch our stories and maybe suck dick and then it'll be done mm-hmm. like I'm not sure what I I'm going to bring up a kink of mine because I think that we share this from our conversation last time. I just love fucking exhibitionism. I mean, yep. I'm yeah. all about that. And exhibitionism actually actually is a super accessible kink because I don't have to do anything. I get to just watch. And voy- like voyeurism with consent, obviously. Don't be a creeper, voyeuristic <laughs> asshole. But like with consent... <laughs> don't look at me. Tom, how dare you? <laughs> like, but with consent, obviously, it's a really accessible medium because... For people who have limited mobility or no mobility, like some people are paralyzed, you know, from the neck down and can't move a lot, watching somebody undress or, you know, do certain things is really hot because they don't have to mm-hmm. worry about what their body is doing. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I was also, but I was talking about the other way too of like people watching you. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I think, I think, I also think that's hot because, and I also love watching like, People watch me have sex. Yeah. Because like I like I like for them to be like oh I never considered that 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 could happen I didn't consider like and I think another kink of mine that I have that I've explored a little That's bit. That's activism. It sounds to me. I mean it's sextivism, isn't it? <laughs> I mean. Absolutely. I also think a kink that I haven't really explored yet is I want to do more filming of of myself having sex. Yeah. And not so much to be like look at me I'm a porn star but to be mm-hmm. like oh how does my body move when I do that like because yeah. I know what I think I look like but I want to see what other people see so that I can then figure out a way to to work with my disabled body to figure out like what other movements can I do that would make this more enjoyable how does it look to another person when I'm giving you head or how does it you know what does it look like and That's so really I think 
I think I'd love to play with film more as a as a way as an art form, but also like as a almost as a therapy thing. I'll be um, to be like, which movement can I do, or how can I do this movement better so I can do this act better on mm-hmm. you. And it's really important. I've only tried filming myself having sex a few times, and angles are very important. It's hard to get a good angle. It really, really is. And there's a few angles there that made me gasp out loud and want to lock that video file down for the rest of its you life. You can send me that file at so disabilityafterdark.gmail.com. <laughs> you can send them whatever you'd like, and I will critique it for you. Yeah, and it will probably take away your sexuality for the rest of your life. That's how upsetting it is. I will proudly be asexual. <laughs> I support all asexuals. It's fine. Beautiful, yes. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, um, expect that. Expect that if I can find it. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some oh. unfortunate filming too. Actually, I don't. I don't have any of those films though, which makes me worried. Yeah, where the fuck like, did somebody they else has them? Are no. they on VHS? Betamax? No, no, they're not on VHS, Dick. Um, no, they're no, they're just on phones somewhere, right? Right. Like they're ba- it's bad. They're in the dark web. I mean, the, yeah. the, the dark web. <laughs> As I'm saying this, I realized so I was broken into and robbed at a quote-unquote secure storage locker recently and they took fun yeah super fun they took two of my old phones so that awful video is probably somewhere somewhere now which is really like the dark web of x tube and it's someone's using it as like want to see something hilarious look or it's like the ring where it's like you watch it and you die seven days later that's just my sex tape that's hilarious also now's the time to come clean that i'm the one who broke into your storage locker and stole those tapes wow yeah so what is mailed them to justin trudeau what is shit (laughs) what is the name of your sex tapes oh i i don't have one but if i I had to it would be like like um like barnyard stories maybe or like <laughs> oh no 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 tales from the crypt it would 100 percent be tales from the crypt would it be tales spelled t a i l s yes absolutely <laughs> I love it I think oh, that might be disabled Dick Smith does mm-hmm. Toronto mm-hmm. you're gonna have to give me some time on this one because both those are really good not right now or <laughs> dead turtle does if we're doing an animal theme like dead turtle does like dead turtle does Dallas. I mean, wow, hey, Dallas, hire me <laughs> for a talk. I'll do you. It's great. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, well, here's another question. Tom, is there one that you wanted to jump in on? I feel like I'm no, go ahead. steamrolling. I, I, I love when you, like, top me in the, in the podcast form. Yeah. Um, since you've started this project, have your answers to these questions changed? Like, I mean, you can take that however you want, but, like, have your answers to, like, kinks changed or have your answers to, like, ableist misconception changed? Or maybe even just, like, broader, like, has your outlook... Yeah, I mean, I think since I started doing this whole podcast, my my outlook has changed. When I first started, I would say things like, hey, guys, welcome to the show, and it was very gendered. And the more and more I started doing it and the more people started listening to it, I realized I had a responsibility to, like, no, I can't use that language. I have to really be careful what I say because, Mm -hmm. like somebody who doesn't identify with this experience could be listening and I could have totally excluded them from my thing, which is totally not my, the point of the show is to bring everyone, whether you're disabled or not into this, into this experience and, yeah. and mm-hmm. have a laugh with me for 45 minutes to an hour. So like, I think that my, my willingness to expand my understanding of disability too has changed because I'll have guests on the show who, who are, have a totally different experience of disability than I do. And I get to sit back and listen to them share a story for an hour and me go, mm-hmm, great, thanks, keep talking. Like, Or I'll have people of color who are disabled on the show who have a completely different narrative than I do. And it's so nice to like be able to 
realize my own set of privileges in doing this and even take a seat as myself and be like, wow, just because I'm disabled doesn't mean I can't also be a privileged asshole too. Like, so I'm really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to admit something. To, can I admit something to oh, you personally? I'm and then prepared. just like, I'll yep. have you read it. But so I, I obviously as a queer person and as any person are prone to have like issues with d- depression and anxiety. And because of that, I have um, issues with addiction. Okay. And so I'm unable to experience any kind of sexual acts sober. So, wow. Like, I'm just wondering, like, what your take on that might be as mm. as a, an invisible disability, possibly. Addiction and disability is such a tough thing to classify, like, because depending on who you talk to, disability means this or means this. So, like, mm-hmm. I would say that if it's, if it's changed the way you live your life and you need support to, like... You need a support system, and you. And if you feel like you're disabled and you're self-identifying, then like welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> sure, I'm not gonna tell you what you can and cannot feel, but I think that I think depression and anxiety is definitely, for sure, an invisible disability. I have it too, so yeah, I definitely think those things are disability, and if they contribute to addiction, which then spirals into more, more anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. then yeah, it definitely becomes. Dis- I guess like it's just the, the what I'm trying to imply is that like. The trage- trajectory of that means it just means that I can't experience sex as a sober person. I, I, like I won't do it, and I can't do it. And so I don't know where I'm going part with me, this. I'm, I'm really enjoying with this. your candor, Tom. I'm just, part of me wants I'm just, to be like. Part of me wants to be like. Part of me wants to doctor fill you and be like, you can't or you don't want to. I like yeah. that question. That's Probably question. I don't want to because I have sober sex all the time and it's great and I'm, like and i know i'm not i'm not addiction shaming you at all or whatever it is but like i have i don't ever drink or, or do substances when i'm having sex as a person and like i have great sex so like i think it can be done and i'm i would be interested to like to figure out why you don't want to like what are you what is there's obviously something scaring you about why and it's like do you not want to feel emotions when you're fucking a dude because I don't know. I guess I need years of therapy to figure that one I out. I mean, <laughs> well, well, and you, you masturbate sober. Yes, of course. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's it's the shared experience. It's the shared experience. Yeah. That's interesting. This is something that you should ch- keep so checking back on. I'm so curious because, like, if you can masturbate and come sober, why can't you do the same with it? Obviously, it's rooted in, and I am no professional. So what Dr. I'm saying, Phil. Doctor Phil. <laughs> Doctor Phil's an ableist dickwad. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be a whole show on why I think that later. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but, like, obviously you're afraid of impressing a dude or making them think that you're, like, a different version of yourself than you are because if you can come and masturbate on your own, like, there's obviously something you're holding, you're hiding from them, which is sad because you're, you seem like a great guy, so... Welcome to the Disability Club. And wow, that was really heavy and deep. <laughs> no, I love Let it. me do some work on that and come back and report back. Self-esteem, yeah. self-esteem is an avenue that we might need to explore at a, yes. at a certain point. And maybe self-esteem like more widely in the queer community, but yeah. also... Self-esteem is hard. Yeah. And I, anyway, I didn't bring that up to sort of like make that all about me. I brought it up because I feel like a lot of people would probably identify with that, or at least I... I think that most people have invisible disabilities, whether they're diagnosed or not. A lot of us do. And anxiety and depression, they they are, you know, unfortunately, because it's 
because our culture has turned them into buzzwords. Like they're they're buzzwords now. But I think a lot yeah. of people do live with that. And I think the more and more people who claim disability status, not for like pity or any of that kind of stuff, but because it's a real thing they're living with, they would find community there. So I think if you explored anxiety and depression as a disability, you would you would not only find a different level of support, you'd also find a community of people who would say, yeah, you have this great, join the club. Right. This is um, maybe not a question that you can answer, and that's totally fine, but I'm curious about gender and disability and, like, yourself being a cis man. Does that affect your access to sex work? Like, would it be different for a woman or... Do you I know what so. I mean, kind of? I think of? it would definitely be different for a woman or a trans person to access sex work. There's, there's a lot of privilege I have in that, of being cis and white and able to speak. Don't worry, there'll be a whole episode on that, too. Um, <laughs> Teasers. <laughs> so there's, so, but like, there's a whole bunch of privilege in that. So, yeah, and I do think it's different. And I, I've talked uh, to people who've said, like, as a female-identified person or a non-binary person or a trans person, I don't feel safe mm-hmm. engaging in sex work because right. of blah, blah. And I have to, to go back and say, oh, okay, different experience. So I'm very lucky to be able to engage in it the way that I do right. as a cis white man um, with all that privilege. So yeah, I think it would be different. Right. Yeah, it's funny, the same person my friend Hannah I talked about before was like really eager for me to, to ask you like a line of question in that sense because it's not really something I ever thought of to be quite honest. And I think disabled women are abused more and are, are much more vulnerable than say, the, than say able-bodied women. So yeah, I think there is a huge disparity there and I'm right. aware of it, but like, it's just such a hard thing to talk about because I'm not a disabled woman, so I don't know like yeah, yeah, yeah. how to to broach it respectfully. But I think that there does need to be a lot more work done. And I think when I talk about sex work, I go at it from a place of total privilege. I'm also aware that I that I currently, because I'm working more and I'm doing all the great stuff I'm doing, pay for my Patreon. Thank you. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/disabilityafterdark. Give me a dollar a month. Thank you. Um, but because I do all that work, I'm, I'm able to afford sex work when I want to. And so there's yeah. a privilege in that, mm-hmm. too. A lot of people yeah. with disabilities yeah. simply can't. And so mm-hmm. it's something that I don't take for granted. And I'm very I'm very lucky to be, to be able to access that when I want to and how I want to. Well, and it's so amazing, too. Like, that's why I love queerness and queer politics in general, because it's, it's all about, like, the blanket. And it's about finding support in community. But at the same time, like, there's a particularity. And it's about, like, thanks to intersectionality and intersectional politics, it's about, like, everything you just did like situating yourself and saying what your I guess like subjectivity is and all the ways that that could kind of contrast or reflect with someone and like that doesn't take away from the community aspect which I really like I find that like that's one of queerness's biggest strengths is kind of like the uniformity where like we're all kind of fucking different or weird or queer and then also like we all have extremely particular yeah livelihoods right yeah Yeah. or something and I mean that's why I use the word cripple because it opens up everything to like let's play with all of this it opens up gender it opens up disability it opens up all these things it puts those two worlds together like queer cripple which i have on my chest as a tattoo like it's amazing because it allows for all that stuff to be blasted wide open and like played with and explored Mm -hmm. in a way that isn't negative but just is Mm -hmm. and so like, I like how you said the queer community because the gay community doesn't give a fuck. No. no. But the queer community really tries to, like, expand on all those things, and that's what I love about it. So mm-hmm. that's why I actively choose queer. Yeah. Because I know that it, it doesn't... I'm not forced to conform to 
someone else's standard of what my of what a body is supposed to be. Right. Fucking lutely. And like my one of my professors had said something at some point, being like, um, at a certain point, it's like more queer to be of a lower class like or to be disabled like it's moving against like just being gay like just being like a gay cis white man like that used to be so radical and like different and like the forefront of the queerness and, and now it's, it's like, so boring like, it's yeah, so like, well, and, yeah and toxic too because like speaking for my like community as a gay white cis man we've internalized this weird like desire to continually speak our oppression in a way that we right. think gives us an ability to like oppress other people right. or like not recognize anyone else's oppression and it's so fucking toxic yeah, it in is. the community. Right, people experience some sort of uh, victimization and now they feel like they are allowed to victimize. And not even you know them. I mean? like, classic bully yeah, trope. Which is not to take away the fact that like, yeah, of course it's not easy being gay. Like, of course there's still places where it sucks and we all have our own particular traumas, but it's more like the overshadowing of anybody that else. could be a podcast my own particular trauma I would fucking listen mm. to that every week my own particular trauma let's take that <laughs> a show yes, that's our spinoff <laughs> like that's our fourth spinoff that we've decided today <laughs> we well start- I was 13 and now I'm we start by watching Murder, She Wrote, then we just flip to our traumas. We're like, and we during Murder, She Wrote, we, eat, we do a fucking taint testing. Yeah, taint test. Yes, taint test, I Twitter love it. Twitter taint test. Um, now I want to I wanna ask you something silly, because that was all very I'm serious. Ready. Yeah, that was like a... Be was... silly, you faggot. How? Oh, you're a, a power power chair top. How? I was going to ask how many fingers you've had in your ass before. Two. Two, okay. Two? And, and it was painful and weird, and I don't know if I liked it. Oh, okay, so you really are a power chair top. Well, because, like, <laughs> I can't... Because here's the thing about my asshole. Let, mm-hmm. me, just, let, me, mm-hmm. let me just break Describe it down. Describe the color. Yeah, true. I don't know, because I can't see, because I've never seen it, because I've been sitting on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the color. I don't know. <laughs> After we're done recording, we go fucking there yeah. on zero substances. <laughs> I, the gas. I mean, unless you brought them, we'll figure it out. Uh, but no, I don't know what I don't know what the color is. But um, I also can't douche myself out. So, and it would be super awkward to be like, "Hey, attending care worker, do you think you could just like help me for just thirty put minutes?" A turkey based up there. Yeah, like, it's super yeah. like complicated. So. Yeah. There's a whole lot of, and I also have IBS and I have gastro stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would, the idea of me being fucked senselessly by a hot dude is hot. Mm-hmm. The reality is, like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Like, nope, can't do that. But some people, I was just going to say, some people are, would like that. I wouldn't like that. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah okay. that's, that's what like, matters. My mm-hmm. desire to be, like. But I mean, like, some tops would like that, is the, what I'm The dirtiness to of the, th- I see, I can't because, like. Okay. I have this, and it goes back to like ableism too. People assume that I'm dirty all the time because I'm a wheelchair user, right? So there's this old oh, I misconception that because I'm sitting all the time, I can't take care of myself, therefore I'm dirty. Mm, so the idea that somebody would fuck the shit out of me, literally, <laughs> could be hot in, like, in their mind. For me, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you just assume I'm dirty, and I'm proving you're right. Like, right, oh, okay, no. okay, right. yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. Wow, that's really interesting. It's also funny the way that Tom's face lit up when he was like, some people would Stop it, like that. <laughs> wow. We got right. the behind-the-scenes <laughs> visual aspect. So our OnlyFans page will be <laughs> the Dick Smith and the Taint Tester. The Dick Smith and then the shit pig over here. Don't call me a shit pig. I'm not kink-shaming even a little bit. Oh, I my need to God. He's actually that. supporting your kink. Yeah, oink. we're supporting you, you little piglet. <laughs> Wow. Someone give me a glass of wine. I'm joking. I'm joking. You also can't talk about sex over. <laughs> oh Jesus, Tom, do you have any other questions? Um, I want to know what you're like. I feel like we've touched on all this. Touch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something like. What's that. your like? 
what's your like perfect like describe your perfect uh sex partner to me oh i'm billy that's gonna like what's your type do you know what i mean ginger beards like be a ginger anything and i'm like yep let's mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. so you're like a ginger beard like a lot like a scotsman lumber like a like a like a stout right short built strong like a rugby short bird like a rugby a rugby player oh, okay like okay that guy. his name's probably like seamus or like something a seamus o'regan or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that but like no that's the thing that also goes into like ableist territory because like in my head, still, after all the work I've done, my ideal partner in my like, in that little fantasy I created, they're able-bodied, which right. is ridiculous and right. shouldn't be where my brain is going. But even I, who, who am, you know, quote-unquote progressive and super all about this stuff in theory, if you ask me my ideal sex partner, I'm still going to say an able-bodied guy, which is gross. Like, ew. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, the, interesting that you said that, but I was also, like, asking, like, what are, like, that, uh, not physically, what are his attributes? Oh, um... Be funny. Or is that too easy? Like, just make me laugh. Like, and be a dork with me. So we're already we're we've already had sex emotionally like three times today. So <laughs> like, that's it right there. Like, I like somebody with a good sense of humor and then they can play with the fact that I'm. Then I make disability jokes all the time as part of my flirting and as part of my like, let's I want to bed you later. And if you can, tete a tete with me with that, that's that's a huge turn on. Right. So to go back to like one of the earlier questions, like what's your turn on? Humor is a giant. Fucking turn on. If you can make me laugh, my dick is hard and ready. Let's go. Totally. (laughs) Didn't like that, Tom. Um, I have a question. So you've mentioned, like, sweatiness a few times. Is, like, sweat a turn on for you? I kind of like it. I kind of like it because it means, for me, because it means that I'm turning someone on. Mm -hmm. And I have this weird ableist, like, view in my own mind that I can't ever make somebody hard or I can't ever get somebody excited or I can't ever make somebody, like, want it bed me so when i when someone's with me and they're sweating i'm like oh they must like this because they're exerting energy to make this go so like it must be hot so yeah seeing someone sweat over me is like oh i, I literally turn them on that's like that's cool cool i really like that mm-hmm. tom do you like sweat mm, yeah I, I like sweat it's like neither here nor there yeah i'm fine with sweat you're fine with it it's something i've had to come to terms with my but i'm life. also a very like I, that's a difficult question because i don't like being so i like the other person being sweaty mm-hmm. but i'm such a sweaty like donkey pig that mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean like I'm sweating now right like I sweat through me everything. too yeah. well it is springish right now it, it's getting warmer it's that's like, I mean that's not why I'm sweating it went from like plus two to plus 14 in like a day of course you're sweating mm-hmm. are you sweating because I'm turning on so much you can't even deal with it right now <laughs> I know and you can touch my joystick later and I'm fine with it it's good it's tapping on the side you of the table you can rub it up and down <laughs> what is your do you have a handkerchief let me drink a bottle of do you have a handkerchief <laughs> On the in the back of your jeans, and what color is it? Let me know. We'll figure Obviously, it out. yellow. Amazing. I will <laughs> piss down your throat, which is a totally accessible. Thing. Actually, no, I can't because I have catheters, so I can't even do that. So, it's a kink that I just you realized is not accessible anymore. From the end of the catheter, though. No, they'd have to like put the catheter in and then. <laughs> but you can still be peed on. I mean, that's. Well, but like, you don't like that. But that's not what you want. I like being the dog. Yeah, yeah, like, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the dick smith, so like. You're the dick smith. Yeah, I know. I see what you're saying. <laughs> the grin on your face when you say dick smith is beyond the I best mean, thing I've ever seen. I don't know where I got it. I think it, I started 
I think I created that term on like New Year's Eve I was born. I just put it on Twitter and I was like, yep, that's what I am now. I guess that's what I do. It just, it is. And it, it also sounds is. like you're some kind of Batman villain too. Yes. Like you you have a top hat and yes. like a bow tie. So ba- wait, you're basically calling me the penguin in a wheelchair? No, <laughs> penguin. I guess of in my the... mind I was back to the alley with the fish and the, you know, how the, right. yeah, whatever. Of all the Batman villains, I feel like maybe Riddler would be, yeah. would be more fitting. I mean, or who's the guy in the new one that's, who's the... The guy in the Gotham? Fucking Bane? No, oh, the hot sorry, one. I don't watch Gotham. The the ginger one. The guy on Shameless who was the ginger... Oh, was, isn't he just the Joker? That Yeah, but isn't he hot? I think oh, yeah, he's really hot. Yeah, him. He's like a ginger twink. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm. that's and he's gay on Shameless. I, I think he's probably gay in real life. <gasps> oh, that guy, he's hot. I mean, he claims Come on to be... Ta- what's his name? We need to get him on Cameron to talk. Cameron Monaghan or whatever? The Cameron Monaghan. Uh, email us. Come on and talk about. <laughs> Come on to either of our shows. Talk about disability. Talk about queerness. We'll give you a taint litmus test. Ah. True. We'll color swatch your butthole. True. true, true. <laughs> Let All us know what accessible sex acts you want to do with me. Very, very, very important things. And when we someday have um, a painting business, we can then match the paint walls to your colored asshole. So it's perfect. Amazing. And we'll cook a meal with it with both with those the flavor with the color. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Um, I have another question. Since you um, talked about your catheter, what's one of the most sensitive things for you when you're having sex that either you are worried about a partner seeing or that you feel like... <laughs> the most sensitive things? Am I going to shit myself? Because I have IBS. So if, if I'm really into something, my body is going to... Okay, it's time to release everything. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's fun. Also, like, what if the catheter was put in wrong earlier and it starts to bleed? spontaneously which has happened before so like that's a fear and I, I do get really concerned about people thinking again it just goes back to do people think I'm clean and do I like so like before somebody comes over I make sure my staff are very like help me out here make sure my balls are good like and yeah. I, I'll mm-hmm. say like I'm gonna get my, my dick licked in an hour yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to make sure that I'm set and ready to go mm-hmm how is that relationship? Is that did that take a lot for you to get to that place where you can say that? Yeah, I mean, I was scared of of I didn't want to embarrass them and I didn't want to bring my sex life to them. But once now that I have owned up to the fact that I use sex workers and this is how it's gonna go, yeah, they've actually been really accepting of it and they've been like, oh, I'll call them in an hour before the guy comes over and it's okay. I need to, I need to like wash my balls now. I need to yeah. like wash my taint. I need to do all the things because Amazing. I'm gonna get naked. So that and I like that ritual. That ritual of getting ready that way makes me feel like I'm getting ready for sex. Like, yeah, look at me. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a power in that that is really... And to know that the staff knows what I'm doing, so if something was to go wrong and the person was to end up to be like unsafe for me or something, they know what I'm doing. They know that I'm up there. So if I needed help, they could just come. Yeah, it's amazing. Tom, what, how do you get ready for sex? I drink two bottles of wine. Well, I wasn't setting you up for that awful response, well. but thank you for that. I was. Yeah. What I don't do anything to get ready for sex. What do you mean? Like, yeah. I guess like, do you have like a ritual? No. Drink two bottles of wine. Are we talking to like? Do you then cry at all your tears and then fuck the person, or do you fuck the person and then cry the tears? No, I don't have any tears. Because you, because you're so dehydrated because of all the wine. <laughs> Tom's emotions are a daytime creature. Yeah. Right. I you know, so. only I don't fucking, know. We're working through it. In the nighttime? We're working through it. Um, uh, y- yeah. You're I'm not mi- usually drunk in the daytime. You're missing out. Two yeah. p.m. Well, yes. Sober two p.m. Sex is really fun. Very much agree. Ooh, that sounds like my nightmare. But 
I'll have to try that's it and get my back jam to you. because it's, yeah. because you know why? Because the sun is sort of half out still. It's warm. It's like springtime, so everybody's horny. Because like I fucked one of my workers a few weeks ago, and it was springtime. We were both super horny because it was springtime, mm-hmm. and we fucked in the afternoon. It was great. We were done by four. It was like a really nice afternoon delight, so I highly recommend. All right, trying that. I'll see you that, and I and I might just add like fucking at like golden hour when the sun is setting, so that by the time you're done sex, you're past. Because I get very depressed when like the day ends. So if you're fucking while the day's ending, then like it's fine the, after. Because the endorphins happen. Exactly. Then it's Thanks like dark, Hollywood. and you're yep. you know. I guess in the nighttime, like, I sorry, in the daytime, all those people over there can see you too, which is a turn on for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so like that's a like that's one like a pro in the daytime. I love having the windows open because I'm like, look, I get to fuck one of the hottest dudes in Toronto. Yeah. Yes, I paid for it, but do I fucking care? No, watch me eat him out. Yeah, <laughs> like, deal with that. You taste love this it. whole Tom's a prime like um, uh, glass balcony masturbator, right? If I am I saying that correctly? What on earth do you mean? You like love to you used to have an apartment with like full glass balcony, and you would like masturbate in the daytime, so people could see. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, uh, this was years ago, and it was probably only once. And you were probably with me. Probably. I feel like I love how Tom doesn't know how to handle this. He's like, "Oh wow, we're not on blast. We love you. It's fun." I don't even think that I just go into public and masturbate in the daytime. Well, now like, I think I you're like, now that. I think your house is full of like empty wine bottles and tears. <laughs> and just come again, right. I'm not addiction shaming you. Do whatever you need to do, but also sober sex is fun. How can I help you get there? It'll be, a, it'll be a journey. Because, I, I mean, to bring it back to disability a little bit, I can't drink. I mean, I can drink. But yeah. if I drink too much, then I then I lose control. Yeah. And being disabled, I have to be... I don't always want to be in control, but I have to be because I have to protect myself. So if I'm not sober in any way, whether I'm high or I'm drunk or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I can't take stock of the situation properly and something could happen to me. So I have to be really yeah. careful what I imbibe with. Like, I've had workers say, like, hey, want to get high? Or people that I'm sleeping with say, hey, want to get high? And I'll, I'll, I'll want to, but I'll also have to be like, no. Like I, and I will because they're there and they're hot and they're dicks in my face and I want to impress <laughs> like I want to impress them. But then after I'll have to deal with the consequences of being high yeah. and not having any recollection of like what went on for an hour or two. And it's like, well, that's not the safest thing for me. So yeah. it changes. Sober sex for me is a, is a safe sex. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean that in like my mind is clear, so I'm fully aware of what's happening. So... If you ever get to a place where that's comfortable for you, give it a shot. The memory thing is nice, too. It's nice to remember fucking, for sure. I'm going to actually start a sex journal. Yeah, that's smart. I'm starting a I fucked this dude today journal, and it felt like this. I felt like maybe I should do that. That could help me, too. Yeah. It might actually feel you too. Yeah. And because I'm actually going to do a thing on the podcast where I fuck a dude, and then I talk about... I read out the journal and be like, and then I'm this. Obsessed. Other- I'm obsessed. Can you please add a taste profile? A, a taste profile of anything, but <laughs> just something. A, t- a taste profile. So, so there'll be. Yeah, I should. There'll be a taste profile of balls. I'm a. I'm a dramatic writer, so I would like to take your journal and turn it into like some kind of spoken word piece. You, well, then that's okay. we need if, to like, have a third okay part that. of this whole uh-huh. experiment. Then because like perfect. I really want to do that because I think we it would need, be you know what we should do. I'm just gonna put this on the podcast. We should come back to the show. We should have, I should bring over some wine, we should have dinner, and we should just read our sex journals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to start soon. I would, mm-hmm. I'm having sex probably soon, and I will figure it out. It'll love it, yes. Once Beautiful. I find some vodka, I can start, you know. Holy hell. That's there's great. A, that's it's okay to joke about addiction, right? Ha ha! Thomas! Yes? <laughs> sure? I need to buy a cute, like, dick-related journal now, is where my mind immediately went to. We will figure it out. It's got to have the aesthetic. I want to write mine on, like, a scroll. 
this could be other good merch for you too. You could have like you buy disabled Dick all. Smith like shirts. Yes. Oh my god, beautiful. Tom's gotta fix his parking. <laughs> oh damn. It's happening, and this is staying in the recording because editing is hard, yo. Yeah, sorry for saying messy things that you need to cut out later. It's not happening. I am not cutting out anything. The audience knows this. I'm used to having a, a producer yell at us, are we rambling too much? Are we over time? I super wish I had that person because it would really <laughs> keep me in, like, sometimes I'm so rambling. This one is going to be a departure from all the other sh- all the other episodes because this is, it's been so rambling, which I love. So if you're listening and you're like, wow, they rambled for an hour? Yeah, we fucking did. Deal with yeah, that. we fucking did. Let us know also. Send me your hate mail, disabilityafterdark.gmail.com. <laughs> I won't read it. It'll be deleted in a folder. We'll take some at doyouqueer.gmail.com, and we will read it. And I'll put a dramatic rendering Turn on it. it. Perfect. <laughs> and read it on the podcast. Perfect. My contribution will be printing it out, rolling it up, and stuffing it inside my ass. Right, to make yeah. tea. To make well, tea. Or a dildo. Yeah, true. A dildo journal. A dildo journal. Yeah, like, so I'm picturing, like, you can write on the inside when you close it. You can like put so it message in. in the bo- message in the bottom. Message in the bottom. Message in the bottom. Like someone's gonna take that for a podcast. <laughs> you should, I feel like there's a lot of messages and a lot of bottoms out there that I've put in them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Technically speaking, your genetic code is in them. When I fuck a bottom, I imbue them with disability justice. They don't realize it, but. And you have, my you semen have, is full of disability justice and awareness. So you have walking, you have walking activists after. Yeah, that's perfect. Right. I love right. it. Yeah, I love it. Just I have big date. What did I put on Twitter today? I had dick crip energy. Yeah, that's right. Or dick crip energy or cryptic? Yeah, cryptic, cryptic energy. energy is what I put on oh, Twitter today. That's amazing. Uh, so true. So now tales from the crypt is going to be tales from the cryptic. Tales from the cryptic. Fucking, that's a porno that's right there. Perfect. Oh my god. Someone, fucking Colby Keller. If you weren't such a problematic douche nozzle do you have a favorite porn like a go-to porn a favorite porn a porn yeah um, like a favorite like i watch the same videos over and over because i really like no them. porn doesn't really do it for me because it's so inaccessible that right. i'm like oh this isn't this is not how disabled sex would go or has gone mm-hmm. so no it, it's never something that i i don't watch it much anymore I, I subscribe to a few sites and i pay the monthly but i, I don't actually like sit and watch it anymore because it just feels so ableist that i can't get into it what i what yeah. i am going to do is start for for a future episode, listeners, I'm gonna I'm going to watch a gay able body porn and critique it and be like, well, could be more accessible this way, could be more accessible like it, it's gonna happen. And that's fun. I like, love it. Taking the piss out of it is fun, but <laughs> I don't because it's like pop up video for ableist yeah, porn. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yes. Call up much. This is a, an ableist question. Is there disabled porn that is non fetishistic in a gross way? There is people at the. Uh, Crash Pad series out of California did some some stuff with, with disabled performers and it's super not fetishisty and it's great and I, I fully support that. It's mostly queer feminine women which is great and I again I'm all for it. I haven't seen a lot of queer male porn. There is one that just came out with a, with a quadriplegic porn star who I'm getting to know a little bit, Kenneth Conan. Mm. I was a consultant on the film. He worked with Davey Wavy's studio and he fucked, uh, you know, he got throat fucked by Pierce Paris, who I also interview on the show. Uh, cool. Cute. Bonus episode somewhere in there. Find <laughs> it. It's a whole episode we did. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, that's amazing. That's good to know. I mean, it sounds like there needs to be more. There ne- I'm available to do porn. And as I've said a number of times on my Twitter, if 
I had an OnlyFans page, it would be me sucking dick and talking about disability justice. I feel like you need that. <laughs> Why can't you have Like, that's what I would, I would love it. But, I mean, finding content people to, to do it with is super hard. I love how you're both like, we're free. Let's <laughs> you were like, mm, check my schedule right fucking now. Monday at 2. <laughs> Throat fucking. <coughs> Amazing. Um, oh. So you mentioned that you work with sex workers, obviously. Yep. Um, do you have a roster of them? Or do you have favorite ones, not that you need to disclose who they are? I'm not going to say they are. Because, no, of course. Because, because I want to protect them. But yeah, I do have a few. I have two that I really see on a regular basis and I really enjoy and we we built a nice friendship and we like we'll set up sessions and we'll fuck around and we'll go for lunch and we'll have coffee it's, it is really a relationship within a working confines but it's mm. so it's so nice because it's not when they're done it's done we don't have to pretend there's no like oh does he like me is there romance like neither of us have to care about that so much mm-hmm. and there's a freedom in like oh cool we fucked around and we had a coffee great we're people mm-hmm. like, there's something really powerful in that What's your, okay, I feel like we're throwing too many questions at you. Maybe this can be a, a last one unless you have another one. But what is your um, advice for someone who wants to hire a sex worker but is too afraid? Or, like, how do you get past that, like, initial anxiety? Um, just lean into the anxiety and go with it. Just mm-hmm. don't don't get past it. Lean in. Because I've, I've been working with sex workers for over two years, and I still get anxious. I still get uncomfortable. Because I'm worried about what whether they're going to be comfortable or not. I'm worried about whether or not... It was a good investment. I'm worried about whether or not, like, it's going to be worth my time. Am I going to get what I want? I'm worried about all those things. But when you're in a moment with somebody where you get to where you get to explore just pleasure because you want to, and pleasure that I orchestrated, not that I was, like, nobody gave me this as a gift. I decided this is what I want. There's such, a, there's such an empowerment in that that it's – all that fear goes away when you're, like, vulnerable with somebody and naked with somebody whether you're paying them or not, all that fear goes away. And that's that's what I love about it so much is that I get to, every couple of weeks, when I want to, when I'm horny, I get to be like, hey, what are you doing on this day? Want to come over and suck my dick because I want to get off? And they'll say yes or no. And we'll, and also there's a respect for them of like, sometimes they'll say, no, my schedule is full these days, but what about here? Like, There's not an expectation that because I'm paying somebody, they'll be available at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't, people have said to me like, oh, you're hiring sex workers, you're, contributing to trafficking and I'm like no I'm not I really am not I am really giving them the benefit of like they're a person I'm a person and I want to work with you there's no shade or there's no like power dynamic there from me as like the the consumer of that and them as the as the like worker there's none of that I try to make it when they come here I say to them be yourself be my friend for the next two hours and let's not worry about the money let's not worry about the the that thing let's make it a, a friendship so that you feel safe and I feel safe yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, really good advice. Was did I give it? Did I give a kind of yeah? Yeah, that was I. I took. So I took just like that. lean the fuck in and enjoy yourself. Yeah, and I also understand the financial privilege that I have to pay for that. So if you don't, like I get it. And in some places in the world where people are listening, it's not something you can easily access. And I I will always champion for disabled people to have that option if mm-hmm. they want to because right. it's such a great resource. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. This could go on for three more hours because we like we're. I want to have you back on to have that like sex journal reading. Fuck yeah! yeah. Like actually, like I'm. Like it's right now. the next time I have sex, I'm gonna start the journal. Yeah. Yeah. Too. All right, I will too. Fucking beautiful. I'll be like very sloppy, like you won't be able to read it. But Amazing. ew, sloppy like that. Like, wow. wow. Sloppy like drunk, not oh. sloppy like covered in fluid. I pictured a fluid covered. 
I'd be okay with that too. Fluids or is it a threesome? Is that I mean? There could be multiple fluids, multiple right. different kinds right. of fluids. All right, mystery fluids you've so only ever drink dreamed some of. Sweet wine, so that when you come in my face, it tastes kind of good. <laughs> I haven't told that my cum tastes sweet, like it tastes like honey. Hmm. Ooh, raw honey. Do you think it's like, my sugar intake? It's probably, Quite possibly. Yeah. I probably have some diabetic stuff happening. Uh oh. <laughs> oh well, at least I have sweet cum. Well, you learned it here first. <laughs> Just drink there more vodka is. to offset the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> really is that your advice no, for me I'm, right now? I'm really supportive and I really want my friends to grow and chat. amazing don't call us friends amazing yeah we're not friends <laughs> off. Um, this is great how do people get a hold of you well um, first we would love it if you could rate review and subscribe we are do you queer what I queer on iTunes on SoundCloud on Podchaser anywhere you find Pod your podcasts um Look it's us like up. Chapter, you can email us at doyouqueer at gmail.com. There's no question mark, no punctuation, just just at gmail.com. Um, what else can you do? You can find Instagram, us on Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. At, yeah. Do you queer what I queer Patreon on Patreon and all those special little things. Yeah. Drop us a line. Before you do that, though, um, do me first because my show's better. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, Both of our shows are equally terrible. It's fine. <laughs> we're DIY. It's all. It's good. So this is great. I really loved it. And you're coming back for part three at can't, some point because sex journal reads. So much. Yeah, it's literally happening. Yeah. Thank you so 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 much Thank for having you. us on. This has been a huge honor. And thanks for having all those questions. And I hope that it, I hope. Oh, did you learn anything from the things I answered today? And if so, what did yes. you learn? What did you learn? Let us know. Let us know. Or are you no, asking what us? Did you learn. Oh, literally the entire however long this episode is, I learned that much. Amazing. <laughs> that that much. Yeah. The episode is oh, it's locked. I don't know. It's some period of time together. Great. Yeah, that's that's all of it. Tom, how about you? Um. Yeah, I would say rather than like picking out like specific points that I've learned, I've learned to just like I really enjoyed this conversation because it sort of normalizes it all for me and like continues to yeah because like i can't hide the fact that like i just am ableist like i yeah. am without trying to yeah be. and i wish people would just so i wish that more, people would just like own that it's the more like, i learn about it the more i talk about it just the more that i'm just not yeah. Yeah. yeah or the more that you are but you recognize that you could be so you move on that's sure. it sure. just like how we all need to recognize that we're all racist and we all can be that if we want to yeah. but we don't have to be exactly mm -hmm. yeah that's Amazing. exactly why I learned the entire time was because of ableist bullshit. Amazing. And now we're going to go have a threesome in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> Journal about it. This was Disability <laughs> After Dark. Uh, you're going to hear my weird exit now, and I guess we're done. All okay, right. bye. Thanks, friends. Bye. Bye. That was great. It's gonna be one of those weird episodes that has no like real plot, but it's amazing. <laughs> no, it's good. I like I love grab bag episodes like that. Yeah, so you're like, now we're laughing, and now we're talking about what now? And now we're we're doing something really serious that we literally the plot is you. I'm gonna let you do the things. You can just do. I need to put my finger there. Yes, you do. To make it. That was great. Yeah, that was really fun as fucking usual. Yeah, I'm the best. You truly are. All right, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you come back every week, and I love doing it, and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com, where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, and you'll see where I've been 
talking where I've been doing talks. And if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at the Andrew Gerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on Twitter at DisAftDarkPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisabilityAfterDark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto, and that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully independent program, you can head over to Patreon.com slash DisabilityAfterDark, and you can pledge $1 a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that, and I, I will give you a shout-out on the air, and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast so that this show, all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Lastly, if you want to be a part of Disability After Dark, you can submit your suggestions, story ideas, or your minisodes to our email inbox, disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, we'll be back next time, right here on the program Shining a Bright Light on Sex and Disability, Disability After Dark. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations, with music by Chris Sujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019